movies are rad. It's undeniable. Brendan wants to talk to you about them for a while, so take a seat, press play, and listen up. Filmaholics identify. Movies will make you laugh and make you cry, so let's ask why. Filmaholics identify. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Filmaholics Identified. My name is Brendan Bendorf. I'm your host. This is a very fun episode um, going today. Um, but, you know, before I get into that, I kind of want to get a little bit of upkeep and explain kind of where I've been um, the past two weeks or so. Um, so the past two weeks, I work at a school. It's been crazy. I've been trying to get all the uh, technology needs and stuff ready for the school year starting. And it's been it's been nuts. I haven't had a whole lot of time to sit down and, you know, do this or doing the, the editing and all that um, for other episodes. So I have some episodes kind of set off to the side that I'm going to be releasing in the, the coming weeks. Um, but I uh, haven't had much time to edit or anything. So um, I felt like this week was a good chance for me to actually sit down and do this episode because it's not gonna need a whole lot of editing or anything like that because it's just me um for those of you not aware including this episode there are just three more episodes left in this season we took a little bit of a break um the past two weeks and we're back now but there's only three more, including today. So um, once I go on a little bit of a hiatus, expect the podcast to come back. I'm not sure exactly when. Um, I'm, I'm hoping sometime in the late fall, maybe early winter, depending on um, everything that's going on in the world and, um, you know, movies and what I'm seeing and all that stuff. Um, I just need, I'm, I know I'm going to need a little bit of a refresh. Um, like I said, early on in this season of the podcast, um, that we're going to do 10 episodes at a time and release them week, week, week in and week out. And then take a, take a little break and then come back to it when we have a collection of guests. It's kind of hard to manage all this stuff, you know, cause I produce my own thing and I'm the man, I manage the podcast. So I produce and I edit and I'm the host. So, um, that means I have to manage calendars and, you know, inviting people onto the show and my own time. I work a full-time job. So it's it's a lot, um, but it's a ton of fun, and I promise that it will continue to happen um, for the people that do listen to it. So there's that. Um, this week on the podcast, our guest is me. Um, that's kind of silly to say, but... Uh, I have been reaching out on social media for the past two weeks. Um, not every day, but you know, every couple days, um, Instagram, Twitter, and, um, on my Facebook, um, I've been putting up a Google form or like a Instagram, uh, question asking people to ask me questions, um, about me or movies or whatever, um, for me to go ahead and answer um, on the podcast specifically. Um, I thought this was kind of a good idea because I, you know, I, I do talk about myself throughout the, sh the show with my guests and stuff, but I think that 
you know, as a host, not everybody, I mean, most of my listeners are friends and family, so they know who I am. But like for people that might not know who I am, that also potentially listen to the show, um, it's kind of a fun way for me to um, throw my ideas out there and, and, and uh, answer some questions from you guys. Um, I actually have a lot. A, a, not like hundreds, but like, you know, there's a good chunk um, of questions that I'm going to be answering. And some of them are pretty ridiculous and some of them are uh, sincere, like movie specific and like, um, yeah, so it's going to be, it's going to be fun. I'm looking forward to it. Um, I'm gonna jump into that in a few minutes. Um, but before I do, um, I kind of wanted to just talk about briefly about this trilogy of films that I just recently watched and I never um, watched before and I think I, at some point I'll probably do a dissection of these these movies with somebody on the podcast but I just watched um, like last month kind of bleeding like the end of August um, I watched the before trilogy so Richard Linklater um, directed these three movies um, and there's potentially going to be a fourth one and they take place in in one day depending on the time of the day um in a couple's life pretty much so the first one i don't want to spoil too much but before sunrise specifically it's well it's ethan hawk and julie delpy and they she's french he's american they're on a train that's in austria and heading towards vienna they say ethan hawk's character says let's get off here and just spend the night together um, we, you know, and just leave it at that because he has to catch a fl- flight out of Vienna the ne- that next day. And it blossoms into this like beautiful dialogue driven movie. And Linklater is a mad scientist when it comes to this stuff. So like the, the film's beautiful and brilliant. And, and, and the, the conversation within the characters of that film and then the films afterwards before sunset and before uh before midnight are just unbelievable so if you've never seen those movies i would recommend doing so um before sunrise and before sunset are both on hbo max right now and then uh before midnight is on stars i signed up for a uh free trial through my apple id so if you don't have stars you can sign up for a free trial and watch before Sunrise. Also on Stars is um, MacGruber, which I was going to watch yesterday, but I, I've actually never seen MacGruber, and I know that there's a question that someone asked um, about MacGruber specifically uh, today that I'm going to answer, but I haven't watched it. Um, it's I don't think it's that big a deal that I, I answer the, the question because it's, it's very silly, but... Um, that's on stars and my expiration died because I watched the before series, um, like a few weeks ago. So, um, but yeah, um, it, it highly recommend. I gave all the, all three films at least four stars on letterboxd. Um, I think they're, I, they're, they're my favorite 
thing that I've watched personally probably all summer. Um, that was my top three. Um, like, well, not top three, but like that was just been that's been a that was a very fun thing to do this summer. Um, was watch those movies and they, they, they you know they help you kind of explore like the idea of like relationships and you know all that and it's a good thing to to to, to consume i think um so yeah but anyway coming up after a little sound bit um will be me uh answering your questions and thank you so much for sending them in. I really appreciate it. All right. Here we go. So um, you guys asked me some questions, and uh, I'm going to answer them. Um, and I guess the best way to kind of tackle these, considering some are kind of ridiculous and some are um, pretty good, I think I'm going to try and break up the silly stuff um, and answer other questions in between them and go from there. So, um, yeah, here we, here's, let's take a crack at this. Um, uh, I'm going to start right here in the middle. Someone asked, um, all time favorite Robert De Niro role. What's my all-time favorite Robert De Niro role? That's kind of a tough one, I think. Um, I think everybody... I mean, I think most people would say, like, The Godfather or... Uh, something Scorsese. I, I, I'm... Yeah, it's definitely something Scorsese. I would say probably... It's hard. I think it's Taxi Driver, actually. Um, he's really just brilliant in that movie. Um and it's it's all his screen time and it's like very psychological um it's a very complex character um so i think that personally that might be my favorite robert de niro um role i think that there's some like i think a good a runner up i would say would be um his role in meet the parents just because it's so ridiculous, like it's. I mean, he's 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 actually hilarious. Um, he's very funny, um, and I love him in that. And then I also really like him in Silver Linings Playbook. So I didn't really actually answer as my favorite too well. But yeah, I'll stick with Taxi Driver. It's probably my favorite Robert De Niro uh, role. Um, next question. Uh, here's a silly one: forks for fingers or knives for toes? Um, I would probably say forks for fingers because if I had knives for toes, I would rip through my sneakers and, um, that wouldn't be fun. Um, okay. Next one. Let's see. I'll answer this one because I mentioned earlier on that I hadn't seen this movie. Um, in MacGruber... Do you think he had to squeeze his butt really tight to hold the celery? Or did he have something sticky holding it in there? I am going to say he probably squeezed his butt really tight. Because I think I could probably squeeze my butt really tight to hold celery. 
So that's my answer. Yeah, that's a ridiculous one, right? Um, okay. Uh, next question. Let's tackle these. There's three um, Lord of the Rings uh, questions. And I, I have an idea. There's two people I think I might know who put, posted these. Um, and I will mention something to them when I see them. Um, but I'm going to leave it anonymous. Um, this one's, I mean, like the questions aren't really questions. There's one question, really a question, but you know, first one is where was Gondor when the West fold fell? That's a line from the movie, obviously. Um, I don't, I don't really have an answer. Um, (laughs) what about second breakfast? That's also a, uh, if you guys have never seen or read Lord of the Rings, the, uh, the hobbits are big on, uh, second, there's a second, I forget the name of the, see, and I haven't seen Lord of the Rings in such a long time. Um, but there are two twin brother hobbits that like end up on this journey with Frodo and, um, they talk to, everything's blank and character names blank after you don't see something for such a long time. But they say, what about second breakfast? What about breakfast? And they say, what about second breakfast? And they're asking all these things about whatever. If you've seen the movie, you know what I'm talking about. Um, what about second breakfast? Um, I'm not a second breakfast person. I am a sometimes first breakfast person, uh, depending on the day in particular. Um, today, uh, I am having a first breakfast, um, but I will not be having a second breakfast. So there's that answer. And then the third an- a question from from this uh, handful of questions that all came in within a minute of each other. Um, why is Lord of the Rings the greatest cinematic piece of work of all time? Now, that is an opinion. I'm going to answer that question. Mm, I'm going to answer that question not, uh, for people who would say that it is the greatest cinematic piece of all time. Because that is indeed a matter of opinion. I don't particularly believe that is the greatest cinematic piece of work of all time but there are arguments i think that would say that it could potentially be now there are three very epic films the stories are bold obviously and detail oriented the scripts are solid there's there's a lot of great acting in the films and peter jackson really brought to life book from 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 the page to the to the screen uh lord of the rings and that is the most vague answer to why but there's just some of the most I think for me, like, Lord of the Rings was kind of, not the first, but, like, I remember seeing Lord of the Rings and being, like, all three of them. And there's something about, like, 
you know, trilogy, you know, trilogies and like, you know, the sequels and all this shit that like, you know, trilogies are weird, you know, sequels are weird. Like they're not always good. Like, um, but Lord of the Rings, I think for all three films, uh, were, were really great. And, um, I mean, they won, they won, I'm pretty sure Return of the King won, won, won best picture, um, which is the third film. And I'm not going to look it up because I don't feel like it, but they're all very strong movies. So I think that, um, and I, I kind of tangented there. I, what I was going to say is I remember seeing all three of those in, in, in the theater and realizing like, wow, these are really great. And I was into Lord of the Rings at the time. I was like, I remember being like eight when these movies were kind of coming out, like around that age. I mean, it's, it was a couple of years, but I, I, they were all just very solid. And I, and I rewatched, I've rewatched them all a, a few times. So, um, that would answer the question, I think, is in, in the most vague way, is because it's it's detail oriented, and I think that it brings to light and to life, um, you know, Tolkien's you know masterpiece of English literature um, and fantasy. I think that answers it. Yeah, that answers it. All right, cool. I'm moving on. All right. Um, boop, 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 boop. Um, I have two of these. Um, the, the the question is, uh, suh, dude, and my answer is, suh, dude. Um, moving on. Uh, thoughts on electric toothbrushes versus manual? You know, I think that I would, I, I, I want to be an electric toothbrush person. I don't have an electric toothbrush. Um, so I think electric toothbrushes are probably better. They probably do a better job. And there's less work than a manual toothbrush. But I don't have one. And I, I should really get one. Um, okay. Next question. Do people actually call movies pictures? Sounds snooty is the question. I think pe- people do people do call movies pictures. I kind of I think I say it sometimes. I'm not I'm not sure. I say cinema and I say film and I use movies and picture. I think I use all those words and I try not to be snooty. I just like to mix up the vocab, um, because the English is a beautiful and ugly language. The English, I think I said. Wow. See, ugly. That's ugly. Ugly English would be me saying the English. The English language is both beautiful and ugly. That is proper. The English is a beautiful language and also ugly. It's not very proper, but still kind of works. You know what I'm saying? So. Yeah, I think, you know, pictures is a little snooty, I think, if you just use that one specific word. But, you know, if you're using them all to mix it up, have at it. All right. Um... I'm like bounce. I'm like popcorning around this like list. It's kind of hard for me to. I want to make sure I, I hit all of these, but at the same time, you know, I'm trying to like you know. Okay, here's one. Uh, how much wood could a woodchuck chuck if a woodchuck could chuck wood? I don't know. Enough wood. 
maybe like a tree's worth, like not a big tree, like a birch tree. Because I don't think a woodchuck would want to chuck like an oak. But like, I think a woodchuck might be able to handle like a small, you know, birch tree or something. Birch trees are small, right? I remember going to a thing in like sixth or seventh grade and there was a birch tree and it was kind of small. So that's my answer. That's a silly thing to even have to answer, but, you know, I told the people I would do it. All right, if you were a hot dog, would you eat yourself? Because I would. That's a good question. If I was a hot dog, would I eat myself? Actually, I don't think so. Because, like, where would you go? Like, and also, like, if you're a hot dog and you, and you, you say, for instance, you're a hot dog and you're going to eat yourself and you have it a stomach and you have intestines and you have all the inner workings of a human being, but you are in a hot dog shell, right? Where do you start? I would start probably from the bottom, right? And then work your way up. I'd have to bend over to eat the bottom of myself. And hot dogs aren't like that flexible. You know what I mean? I'd probably snap while trying to do it. So I don't think I would. I don't think I, yeah, I don't think I would. I'm I'm sure the person who wrote that question was just trying to fuck with me. Yet I have an answer for it because I have an answer for everything. I have an answer for everything. So nice try, person who's tried to make a joke. Bad joke. Bad joke gone bad. Um if you could only eat one meal for the rest of your life. What would it be? That's a really difficult thing. Because I don't think I want to ever do just one thing for the rest of my life. Anyway. But if I had to eat just one meal for the rest of my life. Burritos. I like burritos. Yeah. Because my burritos have like kind of everything that you need. You know, you got rice, you got your protein, you got... I, I usually do tofu. But that's just because I like it now. I don't know. Uh, trying to do more plant-based stuff. But then, you know, whatever. But they got, you know, you got everything that you need in there. You know, all the all the stuff that... It's, and it's one meal, so, like, you wouldn't... Like, if I literally only ate burritos, I probably could just eat one burrito a day for the rest of my life and survive and like you don't need to eat more than one burrito in a day like ever you, like, when i eat a burrito i usually don't want to eat anything else during that day so burritos that's my answer um okay let's see i'm gonna get, i'm gonna get into more of the film stuff in, in a second i just want to kind of blast through the last couple silly things, because I think it's just, uh, they're silly, you know. Um, well, not, I think I actually hit all the silly things. I have, these These are now more sincere questions, I think. So, okay. Um, I have, I'm going to do these these two questions now, because they're the same question from two different people. Um, my friend John Plester, uh, asked, uh, can I be on the podcast? Um, John, if you're listening to this, absolutely. You can be on the podcast. Um, I will reach out to you, 
uh, to be on the podcast for next season. Um, so, yeah. You can be on the podcast, John. And the other answer, or other question uh, coming in was from my friend Andrea Yetzi. And she asked, can Andrew and I come on the pod at some point? And the answer is also yes. I was planning on having uh, the two of you on the podcast. Anyway. Um, and we talked about that briefly. Um, so yes, you guys can both be on the podcast as well. So, alright. After that's done, let's let's dig deep into some more of these like movie-related things. Um... So the, the I'm I'm just gonna run down the straight down the list of the things that I have to answer at this point, um, just to kind of keep it going here. So um, the next question that I had after the first three questions I had were the Lord of the Rings questions, and now I am moving on. So moving on, dumb. Um, the fourth question on that list is if you could only watch one movie until you die what would it be and that is a very difficult question i think most people would expect you to say your favorite movie of all time but for me i don't think that's necessarily true i don't think i would want to watch my favorite movie of all time and that be the only thing i watch i think i would because i remember that movie pretty damn well like so if i start right now and i say you know what movie would I want to watch over and over again for the rest of my life that isn't my current favorite movie? Because I've seen my current favorite movie, like, a lot. So, I would probably, you know, it's kind of hard. I, I not, I'm i not sure. I think that it would, for me, there's something about these, those like, te- like you know, coming-of-age teenage, teenager movies, like, not teenage, but like the characters are like teenagers and they're like trying to figure out their lives and all that shit. Those kind of hit home for me for whatever reason. Um, so I would probably say there's two there's two movies in that specific genre that really you know stick out to me. Um, so I would say it's between the two. I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna pick one or the other. I'm gonna say it's between these two. And I know I'm not answering your question directly but i'm answering your question okay so it's my podcast okay i can i can answer this however i want so there's two movies i would say probably um and i'm not gonna i would probably have to on on doomsday of me never being able to watch anything else again i would pick one and then that would be it the other one would disappear explode but i would say it's probably either um me and earl and the dying girl um, or the perks of being a wallflower. Um, both of those movies just really hit home um, for me. They they're just feel good. Um, whenever I'm like in a rut or I feel like I'm in a weird place in life or whatever, I watch like movies like that, and they just make me feel better for a little bit. It's weird. I don't know, but it's just like a guilty pleasure thing. I love those type of movies because of that. Um, so yeah, one of those two films. 
the next question, I think I'm gonna, I'm, I'm guessing, I might be wrong, but I'm, I'm guessing that my dad actually uh, asked this because it's kind of a trivia question more so than a uh, general knowledge or whatever question about movies uh, about my self or whatever. But um, the question was, uh, what star was in the Batman TV show and the original Rocky movie? And the answer is Burgess Meredith, who played the Penguin. And he was also Mick in Rocky, Rocky's trainer. He played he played Rocky's trainer for the first three movies. So that's that answer. Um, the next question, uh, do you think when a movie has multiple cuts, like in Blade Runner, that is a sign of a bad movie? Or something else. And what what this person, I think, meant by multiple cuts is not, like, editing cuts. But, like, well, obviously editing cuts. But, like, Blade Runner is notorious for having, like, the theatrical release, um, a, you know, to video cut, a 2020 cut, um, and, like, finally, like, an extended version and, like, a director's cut. There's, like, five different cuts of that film. Um, And... The answer for me, I think, is not necessarily. I don't think that it makes it a bad movie. I don't think that it's a sign of a bad movie. Because I think Blade Runner is a fantastic movie. Um, And, like, I think of, you know, there's, what, the Nolan cut of... I forget. Is it Man of Steel? I don't know. There's a Nolan, like... There's just... No, it's not Nolan. It's someone... It's a different cut, like, of... I'm fucking up right now. Sorry for you DC people. But there's a cut, I think, of Man of Steel or Justice League um, or Batman versus Superman. I think it's Batman versus Superman, the Dawn of Justice. I think there's a cut of that by uh, Zack Snyder. That's it, Zack Snyder. That is actually really good from from what I hear that he recut because he didn't like the way the the movie came out um, by the, uh, the studio. Um, so that is kind of my argument on that is, is, is certain things make great cuts of other things, right? When, um, for instance, like it's not necessarily true. I think that like sometimes there, it doesn't, multiple cuts doesn't necessarily make it a bad movie. It, it, it gives different perspective, I think on, on how the film works. And it's also like, for specifically for Blade Runner, like you know, the director's cut and all these different cuts, like it gives you the the, the, the director's cut in particular is like what Ridley really wanted um, the the movie to be, you know. So it's like it's just interesting, I think. And so no, I don't think necessarily. I think when you think about it, though, like there's some movies that have like extend. Like remember all those years, like uncut versions of like extended versions of like all the comedies in the world were like coming out like the there was like a r-rated version and then there was like the uncut version so like there's like an uncut anchorman and uncut old school and uncut uh like project x there's like all these different versions of these movies that like why would there be a second cut in the first place you know and it's not really a thing anymore people don't really like release things with like second cuts like that anymore it's not really like a huge thing because i think the studios give um directors a little bit more you know play with the certain films in the film the the whole 
the whole industry is a little different than it used to be also in, in that regard. Um, but yeah, no, I don't think so. Um, that to really answer that question. I don't think that it necessarily makes it a bad movie or not. So that's a good question though. I do. I do like that. Quite, that was a good one. Um, the next question is what is your favorite movie or TV show from your childhood? And I actually think I've probably alluded to this a couple times on the podcast, but, um, Toy Story, uh, has been, is, is one of my favorite movies of all time. Um, and all of them are good. And I, I would, there's something that really hits home about Toy Story, man. Like I love Toy Story so much. I have um, I have like an original Woody doll that I got when I was uh, little. Uh, I don't really, I don't remember how old I was. I, 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 I've had it my entire life, to my knowledge, um, for the most part. Not my entire life, because Toy Story didn't come out until after I was born. But um, I remember my mom telling me about like when she got she got it for me for Christmas, and it was. Uh, like a family member, like my aunt Donna or something, like found it, and she was like, "I know that you were looking for this. Should I get it?" My mom was like, "Yeah, get it." You know, and she bought it, and um, I've had it since then, and I still have it sitting on my uh, like on like a little display. I lost its hat. I don't know where the hat is. I'm really sad about that because uh, it's a really cool little item. I have a friend that broke his drawstring too when we were kids. I will always remember that day, and I will never forgive that person. This is someone I'm not friends with really anymore. I haven't seen them since... I haven't seen them in over 20 years, probably. But, uh... Yeah. Yeah, Toy Story. It's home. You got a friend in me. Love that shit. Um... <laughs> this, is a, this is a funny question. Um... I'm not going to say, I'm not going to name names, but I know who put this in. Uh, even though it's anonymous, you, you didn't, this is good. Okay. Uh, why did you make me watch train spotting my freshman year of college? Ewan McGregor equals Moulin Rouge, not heroin addiction. And I have to beg to differ. Um, if you haven't seen train spotting, great movie. Is it my better judgment that I showed this to a eighteen-year-old uh, girl who was? I mean, I, I was, you know, she was she was freshman, I was a sophomore. She was eighteen, and um, this was one of my favorite films at the time. And uh, this is the first thing that I like showed her. One of the first things that I showed her, um, sheltered little girl at the time. Um, I probably yeah, better judgment. I probably you know. Should have prefaced it with a you know a little bit more like oh there's a lot of heroin in it and like all that but you McGregor equals Moulin Rouge not heroin addiction mm, I don't know I think like you could argue that you McGregor equals you know Obi Wan Kenobi not heroin addiction I, I would probably be semi on board for that but you know I'm not on board for Moulin Rouge over I don't know sorry. He, he, I'm, I'm, I'm sticking to my gun there. Um, you're still talking about the movie, so... Everlasting effect. 
even if it's scarring. I, I'm sorry if it's scarring. I, I, I really am. I don't, I don't didn't mean to, uh, uh, destroy your thoughts of Ewan McGregor, um, at such a tender age of 18. So, um, I apologize for that, but I don't apologize for, uh, liking that movie or showing it to you. Really? I think that it's, uh, maybe I should have given you a little bit more of a heads up of what it was. So there's that. Um, okay. Next question, which I also, I think I've answered on the, on the podcast before, but here it is. And off. Oh, did I? Oh no, it's still recording. Fuck, my bad. I the the I'm going to leave that. I got like an email right as that was happening and I thought like maybe it stopped recording because I lost sight of the of the uh garage band there. Anyway, um what is your favorite movie of all time and why? Uh my favorite movie of all time is The Life Aquatic with Steve Zissou. And the reason mostly... Well, because I think it's hard to answer that question, like, honest and sincerely, right? So when people ask that question, that's what I gravitate to. The main reason is because Wes Anderson is my favorite director and Bill Murray is my favorite actor. So, naturally, that's kind of like the big Bill Murray, Wes Anderson collaboration film. So it's just kind of an easy, that's, it's an easy answer for me. Um, but there's a lot more to that than that. I think that the, 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 the soundtrack is beautiful. All of the Sue George, um, Sue Jorge, I think it's Sue, Sue George, not sure. Sorry. Um, like David Bowie, Portuguese, like, recordings throughout the like he's playing guitar they're pl- playing david bowie songs and singing them in portuguese is beautiful and brilliant there's some like really like captivating shots specifically in the beginning of the film it's like maybe eight minutes into it when when steve is meeting uh kingsley um and he's walking through his like boat to like. Well, he didn't, doesn't meet him yet, but he's about to. Um, he uh, he walks through his boat and like, Sue George is playing. Um, I think it's Space Oddity, or Space Odd. No, Space Oddity just plays in the background. He's not playing it, but um, and it's it's just this like shot. It's beautiful. There's lights. He's on a boat. He's on a yacht. There's like people like all over the place. It's very dark in the background. He just kind of like cuts across and you see him walking through his boat and like towards the end of the boat, he gets in, he like pulls out his like joint because, you know, Steve Zissou is like a chronic marijuana smoker like throughout it, you know, it's not really talked about too much, but he pulls out his joint and he lights his joint up while he's like walking up to the end of the boat to have his own like moment of like solidarity and quiet because there's all these people that are always around him. It's just brilliant. Um, and there's a lot of things like that in, in that movie that are just brilliant. And so 
beautiful and hilarious. There's a lot of just like great elements to that entire story. Um, so much to the fact that I've been thinking about getting um, a tattoo um, for that movie. Um, I'm not really sure, like, if I want to get, like, the... I'm thinking, like, I want to get, like, either the submarine or I want to get, like, the jaguar shark. Because I don't necessarily want to get, like, a Steve Zissou tattoo, but, like, I want to get, like, a kind of, like, a cool thing that, you know, talks about that. But, yeah, anyway. That's my favorite movie, Life Aquatic. Um, the next question is actually a good segue from that. And um, it's, uh, if you could work with any actor, who would it be and why? And the answer is Bill Murray, because it's, it's fucking Bill Murray. Like, he's my favorite. Always has been my favorite for as long as I remember. I remember, like, being obsessed with Ghostbusters when I was a kid, like, six years old. So, it's Bill Murray. That's an easy, easy, easy question to answer um i am going to answer this question now oh i miss oh no i did no i answered that never mind brain sorry okay um best title treatment for a film someone asked and uh, a title treatment is, like, the, the, the way that, like, if you don't know, like, it's the way that, like, a movie um, shows up. Like, it tells you the title, like, while, like, during the opening scene or credits or whatever. Um, the best, I'm going to say best title treatment, and this is so hokey and, like, dumb, but, like, it's fucking iconic as Star Wars. Um, it's got to be, right? Like, it's iconic. You open up, you see like the Lucasfilm thing comes up, and like it's, and then it's, boom, 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 you know, and like it, yeah, obviously you've seen Star Wars, so, but it's just so iconic, and like when that when you see like a Star Wars film in in theaters and that comes up, it's just like, fuck yeah, we're here, we're doing it again. I'm saying Star Wars. I'm gonna stick with that one. I actually it took me. A, I was trying to think of that like earlier, and I wasn't sure. So Star Wars is the answer, and I'm sticking with it. Um, the next question I have is, um, and I only have two more. I have two more questions. There's been just a total of 26. Not too bad. Thank you for the people that actually, you know, send in some stuff. Um, so question is, what are the key elements of a movie that make someone like it or not? And that's a subjective, objective, subjective question. I'm not sure. I think that there are a lot of uh, different things that make people like certain movies a certain way. And you can look at different directors by to, to kind of understand like David Lynch is a profound, strange weirdo, but people love his movies. I like his movies, but he makes generally non conforming and just bizarre kind of written films. And that's just his nature. Um, there are action films. There are 
obviously, you know, thrillers and horror. Everybody has their own taste, I think. I think the key element that makes a movie good and makes someone like it or not is, like, just presenting a, a good... An interesting story, something that that's I think that's the most important element. Um, I mean, and even sometimes that's not it. You know, there's something about there's ingredients to something. I think you have to entertain. If you're if you're if you're working on something that nobody gives a shit about, nobody's gonna give a shit about it. You know what I mean? Like, if it's entertaining, people are gonna watch it, and if it's not, people are not gonna watch it. And some things some people find entertaining and some things some people don't find entertaining. And like, I, I don't know. There's certain, and like even bad movies are good movies. I think sometimes like uh, Tokyo drift, like that is a bad, I love that movie, but it's a bad movie. Like it's not good, but like, that's why it's good. You know what I mean? Like that's, it's so it's a hard and that's actually a really tough question to answer. Um, but I think if we look at it from like the perspective of, I guess, high regard, right? Like fucking Rotten Tomato scores are out the asshole or whatever, like 90, 98%, 90%. There's, there's movies that are just like great. I think the key elements to making movies like that are, you know, story, story, story. So important. A strong, strong dialogue. Um, interesting. Just storytelling. It's all storytelling, really. Um, and that's kind of through everything. Storytelling through dialogue. Storytelling through the story itself. Storytelling through editing. Um, the actors um, are so important. Um, because there's different types of storytelling. I think there's like, when you think of Parasite. It's a Korean film, wins Best Picture. It's it's an amazing movie, and like it's hard it's it's hard to watch a movie that's not in your language, but with the subtitles, you know, it's you can watch and follow along. And it takes a second to kind of get into it, but it's captivating because you know kind of what's going on and you feel it. Like there's just like the storytelling through sound editing. Like there's so much. It's all about that. That tells a great story. And then there's like movies like Mad Max Fury Road, which is just straight up fucking action and just like packed with that. And like there's not that much dialogue at all, but it's really interesting storytelling. And then like 2001 Space Odyssey, which makes is a, is a, is a fantastic movie and there's so little dialogue, but it's very interesting storytelling. It just kind of brings you in. And so I, th- I think that the, the main ingredient is collaborative storytelling from every aspect of a and this is such a general answer but like that's what makes a, a good movie a good movie cuz just all the things kind of come together collaborative storytelling is what i'm using i don't know if that's a real word but i'm using it so there's that and yeah so okay the the, the final question i really like this question um a lot and i i don't know if i have an answer to it um but i'm going to try um and the question is what decision in life has brought you the most joy which is just such a 
sincere question. I when I saw this question specifically, um, I was like, wow, like you really care. And this is someone that I someone who asked this question. Whenever I do see him, we have very. He's he, he's able to poke my brain in a certain way, to make me kind of think about myself as a creator and to um because like to encourage me to get my voice into the world he's kind of part of the reason why this podcast actually you know came to fruition you know because i've talked to him about i had talked to him about doing a podcast before um so i really appreciate this question um what decision in life has brought you the most joy I don't I don't know if I have a true answer to that. But there's a lot of things that bring me joy. And one of them is this specifically. The the decision to actually kind of go forth and start my own podcast has been very rewarding and um it's 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 helped with my creative side and you know my outlet um everybody needs a creative outlet so this decision specifically has been profound and wonderful um i've also you know made a decision kind of recently to play more hockey which is something like that's so simple um but i grew up playing hockey and i like love the sport so much um, and I've been playing, you know, I just play street hockey now because I don't really want to put on ice skates. I don't feel like it. Um, it's a lot of work, but, um, but I've been every year, it seems like I'm signing up for another league. You know what I mean? So I'm playing in a couple leagues and it brings me, it brings me a lot of joy. It does. Um, and I think the most important thing that like, when I think of that, those two things specifically, right? What decision in life has brought you the most joy? And I think Deciding to kind of like grab your life by the horns and like do the things that make you happy. Um, and for me, those are the things that make me happy. Um, making that decision is really important. And like, because life is weird and like complex and, you know, you never really know where like anything's going to take you. But if you're willing to like kind of ride it out and do the thing, like it can be wonderful. So the decisions that I make, I try to make to, to, to make me feel better about my situation, my, cause there's so much, I feel like there's so much in the world that kind of brings you down. You know, I have a lot going for me, but you know, I'm not necessarily happy all the time. You know, there's, there's things that just don't feel great about the world, you know? And, um, it makes it nice to kind of open up to people that I don't know necessarily right now, like by saying this, but you know, it's like stream of consciousness and having an open mic to kind of like throw my ideas out there and like talk to people. That's been so wonderful. Um, and I love doing this podcast, um, so much. And I, uh, I couldn't I couldn't have it any other way, man. Like it's like 
the, the, the decisions that I've made for myself have been really strong um, in the past few years. And I, I think it was, it's, I think your years out of college are really tough because you don't really know who you are. And I still don't really know who I am. But I'm getting better, I think, every day. I think I'm, I'm making decisions that are important for me and my causes and the things that I care about. Um, and that's what's really important in, in, in this world is to do the things that make you happy with who you are. And that is what brings me joy, I think, is is having the ability to, you know, say I want to do this or I want to do that. Or, like, you know, having hobbies that are meaningful. Like, those are the th- yeah. It's a tough question, really, because I'm not entirely sure. But I think the things that bring me joy are the things that I do outside of my, like, regular life, you know, like my day to day. Like, it's the things that and not like worrying, like when I don't have to worry about like things like money and, you know, all that shit, you know, money and health and like whatever you know when I don't have to worry about like the weight of the world being on your shoulders the little things that kind of make the day go easier and those are the things that bring me the most joy and decisions you know like that and that so that yeah I think that's kind of a vague and open answer to that question but that's that's how I'm navigating it and I really do appreciate that question a lot and um yeah. So, yeah, that's all of them, guys. I uh I really appreciate you sticking it out here. Um this is this was a long fucking episode. Well, not that long. Long for me to just talk um like mindlessly into a mic without any other person being on here. So, uh that is and I like to talk. So, that's why I started a podcast. Um Yeah, I Love you guys. I really appreciate um, everything uh, that anybody has done for me um, in in terms of this and 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 in terms of life, man. Like that's life is weird and chaotic and it's hard to navigate. I think and you know I I'm figuring it out little by little. You know and uh, this is this show brings me so much joy. And I really do appreciate you listening on a weekly basis, even though we took a little bit of time off. I had to take a little bit of time off. I was There's shit going on in the world that I needed to deal with, and in my life, too, that I needed to deal with. So I didn't have much time. Um, but, yeah, thanks again. You know, if you want, you can follow me on, like, Instagram and shit. Plug my stuff. Like, you know, I got an Instagram. It's uh, Brendan Bendorf, and I got a... Uh, I got a Twitter and it's my name backwards and I got a I got Letterbox it's Filmaholics ID and um, I want Untapped if you like beer like look me up on there I'm a beer guy I like beer um, yeah like just you know give me a shout if you like this uh, and if you continue to like the podcast you know fucking tell your friends and review it and do all that stuff man because I just like making it so thanks again for listening. Um, My name is Brendan Bendorf. I'm your host and your guest today. So, um, and thanks again for the questions. 
Um, I'll talk to you guys soon. See you later. Movies are rad. It's undeniable. Brendan wants to talk to you about them for a while. So take a seat, press play, and listen up. Filmaholics 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 Movies will make you laugh and make you cry. So let's have